watch cartoons We'll take a look back at where we've been So let's hop into our time machine Hello and welcome to another episode of Cartoon Time Machine. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Katie. We're your animates and today uh, it's a little bit of a sad day. Um, as of the day we're recording this, uh, we found out that Queen Elizabeth uh, has passed away after serving as monarch for 70 years. Um, you know, there are many mixed emotions associated with this. Um, Katie is Irish, so, you know, feel <laughs> But, you know, she's someone's mother, someone's grandmother, you know, beyond just being a royal. So a little bit sobering. Um, and of course, that means we're going to cash in on this because um, <laughs> we're shameless <laughs> um, and use it as inspiration for today's episode um, where we're, we're going to talk about some cartoon royalty, um, you know, from films, from uh, animated shows, uh, just some some cartoons uh, who have held some sort of royal rank or title. Um, now, the obvious one for this uh, is the Disney princesses, but as we have established on this show, uh, Katie has not seen many Disney movies, period, uh, much less Disney princess movies. Katie, what, what movies that might qualify as Disney princess movies have you seen? Well, that's a great question. Yeah. Have you seen Snow White? No. This is just an important part. Okay, we gotta add that to our list of things I gotta show you because it's an important part of like cartoon history to see the first full length animated film. Um, I think I've seen Aladdin. Okay, that's a good one. Cinderella? Nope. I know you haven't seen Sleeping Beauty. Nope. Uh, Beauty and the Beast? I've seen the play. It doesn't count for this. Dang it. Was the, was the play confusing if you haven't seen the animated movie? I feel like- I was... think, I, if, if I'm correct, if I've seen the play, it, uh, it was because my brother was cast in it. Who, who did your brother play? I don't remember. I might not have seen this play and I might just be making it up. I, yeah, I'm beginning to think you're making it up. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, so the answer is very few. Um, what did you think of Jasmine in Aladdin then? It's a great question. I'm also trying to remember if I've seen the whole, seen the whole film. I've also just seen my brother in that play. As all of your Disney princess slash Disney movie experiences just been you watching your brother in plays? A lot of it. <laughs> All right. Well, it. I I do like Jasmine a lot as a as a character. Um, I I think that she she has was, a tiger. She has a tiger. She has so there's like I feel like there needs to be like an official ranking of Disney princesses by their cool animal sidekick, and I think Jasmine wins that hands down every time with Raja the tiger because like yeah. like Mulan has like her horse and then the cricket, which are like very cute, and oh, what are, what are some of the other ones? I mean. Uh, Cinderella has all of her mice and Snow White has like just a just an army of forest creatures that do her chores for her. Um, 
which I've always, that was always the coolest Disney princess power to me. It was like she and, and uh, Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, for some reason, those, those early Disney princesses were all about having like bending animals to their will to like do various things. Like for Sleeping Beauty, I think they should just like danced around with them. Um, but at least both Snow White and Cinderella got them to do chores. Um, which I think makes both of them druids. I'm just saying, I think they're druids. Um, they are. I agree. There's something so aesthetically pleasing in Snow White. She's like making a pie at one point because of course the 1937 princess is just randomly baking a pie for the seven old men she lives with. Um, and like she like drapes the, the pie crust over so fluidly and then the little birds come and they like, press their little bird feet into the edges to like make a nice crimp crust. I don't know, like for some reason that like to this day is like my top standard for what a pie should look like is like delightful. Think of all the germs. Yeah, there's germs. Yeah, that bird definitely pooped in that pie. But like, we're not, we don't have to think about that. She's a druid and she's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think Jasmine wins that hands down. Um, she's definitely one of the more proactive Disney princesses. Um, I mean, she's also the least dressed, I would say, um, just constantly. Um, but like, it's, I don't know, she, I feel like there was always something very empowered about her, even if like, she did still like need to be rescued at the end by Aladdin. Um, you know, I like that, you know, in the, you know, she almost successfully tricks Jafar with her own sexuality, which, I find to be kind of a fun twist. I think, you know, women in these things are either like meant to be like pure demure little maidens who are, you know, not not sexual at all, or they're like, you know, Esmeralda in uh, A Hunchback of Notre Dame and just, you know, kind of just sex objects. Not, not that Esmeralda is only a sex object. I, I don't mean to say that because she's one of my favorite Disney characters, but like, I do like that very explicitly like jasmine like is like knows how to use it to uh try to like achieve her own goals and i guess esmeralda kind of does that too so i don't even know what i'm talking about here um i i, I guess both of them kind of have that going for them um have you, i forget have you seen hunchback katie nope nice try <sighs> yeah i mean i don't know why i thought if you hadn't seen beauty and the beast you would have seen hunchback that would have been ridiculous um because esmeralda is not technically royalty so we can't She's not qualified for this episode, sadly, um, but she is great. One, one point I'll show you Hunchback because I think you'd appreciate a lot about it. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a, a wide, wide range of Disney princesses uh, who, who represent uh, that sort of uh, level of royalty. Uh, are there, so from, from what you've heard about the Disney princesses, is there any that you think would be a favorite of yours from what you have heard about them? Not really. I don't, I can't think of. Does the, does, uh, what's her name from Wreck-It Ralph count now? Uh, yes, Princess Vanellope counts 100%. She's great. I love her cause she's sassy. She's got, I mean, she's got that great Sarah Silverman energy. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that in the second one, she gets her own like Disney princess I want song. And it's, you've seen the second one, right? Or just I have one? actually. Okay. 
I, I, I like this lottery race song. I think, mm-hmm. I think it is funny. Yeah. So, uh, that's my current answer. Well, I mean, Followed if you by think, Princess Leia of Star Wars. Princess Leia is officially a Disney princess. She counts. Um, so if you've so if you've seen Wreck Ralph too, that means you've seen like all the Disney princesses at least get together for that one scene. Yes, that's true. That was a fun moment. I, I think the thing is I don't like traditional what our dream imagery of royalty is based on like this idea of French noble people of the 17 and 1600s. I found that boring. What what would you what would be your ideal Disney princess? I think I like the two that I gave Princess Leia and um, Princess Penelope because I like that they do things to get they do things to help get things done. They are not passive, and I feel like a lot of previous Disney to me has always felt kind of passive female characters. They are slightly more active roles. Now, will I say they are perfect roles? No. Do I say they hit more things that make me have positives for them? Yes. So if the if the thing for you they're bumping on is the passiveness, I think these the ones that if you were to ever watch Disney movies, uh, the ones I think would would hit most for you would be like Mulan, mm-hmm. uh, who. Although she is not royalty, so she she is an honorary Disney princess because she saved China. Um, but that alone should be enough to to win win it for you. She I I love that they're you know I think a lot of even the more active Disney princesses like arguably I think you know Belle would count as an active Disney princess uh, in that you know she chooses to go uh, she chooses to to go in her in her father's place and be in imprisoned by the beast. But like at the end of the day, it's, I think it is still a lot of circumstances kind of control her. Uh, I think Mulan has kind of an interesting thing in that at every step of the way, you never really feel like she is being put pushed into one choice or another. It always feels like she has an out. Like throughout mm-hmm. the movie, there are, she has so many opportunities to not be involved in that war. Like she didn't have to go in the first place, but like that was a little bit more... You know, she had to go for the same reason like Belle wanted to save her dad. She's trying to save her dad's life by enlisting instead of him. Um, But then throughout the movie, there are so many chances she has to leave. Like there is a point in which uh, the general basically tells her, you're bad at this, go home. And she actively chooses for no other reason than I want to do this for me. I'm going to stick around. Like at that point, it's not even about saving her dad's life. It's not about, you know, personal glory. It's not about China. She's just like, no, I, I want to prove to my, I want to prove that I can do this. And she does. And it's awesome. And then there's, you know, I don't want to go into super spoilers, but like throughout, like she, there are so many path of least resistances that she can take um, that would in, you know, unlike with Belle, like would not have bad consequences for her or her family, but mm-hmm. she just goes for it. Um, similarly, uh, I think Moana is one that you might enjoy. Um, she's, and, and I, and I, if, if part of your problem also is the Eurocentricness of the Disney princesses, which fair, they are all very homogenous in that sense. Um, Moana is definitely a, a, 
you know, I think still contains a lot of the similar character archetypes, but mm-hmm. does feel like she's cut from a different mold. Like she doesn't, you know, Jasmine is not a European princess, but she kind of might as well be. Um, and in, you know, in, in many ways, I think Princess Tiana kind of is too, um, despite being an, an African-American in the more modern day. I think, you know, a lot of the same virtues are there. Um, and she's also, she's she's not passive, but she is, she is sort of set on an obvious quest, uh, shall we say, in that she is a frog and needs to not be a frog. Um, so, and she didn't choose to be a frog. She just got magically turned into one um, through, uh, you know, through a kiss, which was not, she didn't like know when she did the kiss that she would become a frog. So I still love her, but in, in terms of active princesses, she is possibly less in control of her own narrative uh, versus Moana who, throughout the whole story again sort of similar to Mulan she has lots of opportunities to like not be involved in her adventure and the whole way through she is kind of rejecting the you know the being a a traditional princess of her tribe and is instead seeking adventure um she's pretty rad I I think you'd like Moana um Mm. I know we both have to get over our prejudices about uh CG films um what if I don't want to it looks really pretty. The, okay. the water in Moana is insane. I think, I forget what they named. They named the wave something specific. I think it's like, it's like Gretel or something because like the crew that worked on the waves, like the water effects in Moana were also working on Frozen at the same time. And so they gave it like a Scandinavian name. Um, I, I think it was Gretel. It's something or Gretchen, something, something Scandinavian. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, they, they, it looks really cool. Um, and Moana is a lot of fun. Um, and some of the songs are bangers. Uh, I think you'd like it. I think of the Disney princess movies that exist out there, I think that would be high up in ones that you might enjoy. All right. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready to throw you, you a different movie and I'll ask you about it. Go for it. What about Princess Fiona from Shrek? An amazing princess, a great choice to, to discuss. Yes, we must we must discuss Princess Fiona. I mean, I I I love her a lot. I think I think a big part of the reason why I think a lot of people say that they prefer Shrek 2 to Shrek 1, or at least that's what I've heard, you know, is you know, people say, like, oh, looks it's surprising, but Shrek 2 is that rare sequel, it's better than the original. Um, and I have mad respect for Shrek 2. Um, but I really I think Fiona is kind of what makes Shrek one really work for me um is I just love the earnestness with which she goes about her life and how you 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 sort of sense you know that sense of princess duty throughout but also her desire to be her own person um and just kind of unfolds you know again like 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 an onion has layers throughout the movie (laughs) you, you see more and more of what makes her the person she is uh, and then, of course, culminating with her secret reveal to Donkey and that really sweet heart to heart that the two of them have. Um, and and then the the reconciliation with with Shrek, who I guess is also technically royalty, certainly by the end of the franchise, he's royalty. Um, yeah. I mean, as, as soon as he marries Fiona, I think that makes him a prince, right? Yes, I think so, it would. So Shrek, Shrek falls into this royal category, too. Let's Let's give him some love. I, I love when he busts into the church and, and interrupts that wedding. And I, I especially love, 
you know, that the moment where the transformation supposedly doesn't work. And she's like, oh, I was this I was supposed to be beautiful. And he says, but you are beautiful. And I just I die every time. That's that is true love. Get you a man who loves you like Shrek loves Fiona. It's, you know, it, it's a I, I think it's a message that a lot of girls need to hear. Probably a lot of boys need to hear, too, that like, yep, even if you are, by all accounts, a hideous ogre, there is someone out there who finds you beautiful. I love Aww. that. I think that's sweet and I think it and is. I think and it's also reminder to to wait until you find that person the you know uh Farquaad wanted you know to to change her and to have her be the perfect ideal of a fairy tale princess and the second he saw what she really was he you know turned against her but Shrek loved loved her in her human form loved her in her ogre form good man good good couple love him so much also fiona was doing matrix moves only like two years after the matrix came out so like kudos yeah wow shrek is such a cultural milestone all right you got any more royals hmm any more i mean there's so many i mean you haven't you haven't really seen much of adventure time right uh not a ton which i know has a I ton of watched royalty a lot. in it I haven't watched a lot either, but I did need to bring up Princess Bubblegum because I like her a lot. And I like that she's like a scientist princess, which I think is a trope that doesn't come up that much. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to see more of, like that's kind of where I would love to see like the next Disney princess have. Cause I think we've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of like warrior Disney princesses. We've seen a lot of like, not like other girls, physically strong, like, or like magically powered ones like mm -hmm. kind of want to see a stem princess and we've and we've also had a lot of princesses who love to read so you know, we both rapunzel and uh and bell are kind of those and ariel a little bit um you know it's we we sort of have that more like artistically minded right-brained princess um scientist princess is cool like that's that's cool vibes like i'd love to see like steampunk alchemist princess mm -hmm. um yeah i guess we don't we didn't really get that in treasure planet right there's not really that many female characters in treasure planet there's there's the captain who's like a cat lady right mm -hmm. uh, wait, wait, you haven't seen treasure planet have you no sorry i completely said that it just started to nod along to you i don't know why i thought you had seen treasure planet part of me was like that's like the one thing that katie has seen somehow um but I'm sure I'm forgetting. You gotta stop assuming I've seen things. I really do. I don't know. I don't know why I thought that you. I really. I. I have no idea where my brain was that I thought you had seen that. Um, but I'm. I might be forgetting a scientist princess. I feel like there's like a nagging feeling at the back of my mind that someone's gonna be like, "Eh, you forgot about this person." Yes, Katie. Well, you know what has a ton of princesses and definitely has at least one to two science sea princesses. Ooh, what? Shira. That is They're true. They're all princesses. I we really can't not include the princesses of power in this episode. They are all great. And yes, I love Entrapta. You know what? I think I might have just been thinking about Entrapta because that is quite possible. That is what I want from my next Disney princess. Maybe it has to be toned down the eccentricity just a little bit. But God, do I love Entrapta's whole energy. She just has vibes, man. She has she has good, like, true neutral. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad. I just want to play with my science toys. <laughs> I want to mess this up and see how it works and then set it off onto the world. Ugh. What? All of them are great. That What is Who nice about it? 
-hmm. doesn't love a lot of bisexual disasters. I mean, that is that could be the tagline of She-Ra, right? Is just bisexual disasters. Um, I love I love bisexual disasters and one dumb lesbian. <laughs> I mean, fair, fair, absolutely. <laughs> Um, what, what is, oh God, why do I always forget the name of Seahawks girl? Mermista, Mer right? Mermista. God, Mermista's a time. She is great. You're a Mermista. I'm a Mermista? A little bit. I thought I might have more Entrapta energy, but if you want to give You've me You've got both. That she, she's, but she's so cool and aloof. I'm not aloof. That's fair. I, mean, I was anything, going for I the think witty sarcasm. sarcasm. Yeah, oh, the witty wait. Sarcasm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I... Or, or, I don't know. I Are you Seahawk? You might be Seahawk. I think I've got some Adora in me too, honestly. Not to say I'm the main character, but I might be the main character. You're not the main character. Aw, boo. <laughs> you're, you're such a catcher, Katie. Yeah, we all knew that was the answer. I mean, yes. Yes, that is you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, not, no, I'm, no, I'm actually, I'm not sorry, because Catra's awesome. I love her. I, mean, I, I love am her. the slightly evil one. I think slightly might be underplaying it, but... Hey, you know who counts as an animated princess? Is Princess Peach. Princess Peach and Princess Zelda from... Yeah! From your, from your beloved 80s video game shows. Which is a shame because Princess Zelda in the, actually in the show, was uh, better than Link. And she's also better than Link in several of the video games. I mean, I, I remember that being my main takeaway from watching the cartoon with you. Was that, like, I sort of expected Zelda to be a nothing princess in a tower. And she had way more personality and was way more interesting than Link. Um, I mean, okay. Not, maybe in not one more of the games, she's a cool warrior. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she, she does some cool things. Okay, that's cool. I like that. So, so these are a lot of princesses. Are there any? Are there any non-princess royals that we can think of? Because I know, I know, animation is going to be heavily princess-based, but there's really not a lot of. Honestly, there are way fewer Disney princes. I think like genuine princes than like prince princesses because. Uh, Snow White's prince doesn't get named on camera. He is technically called Prince Florian, but he's never given a name in the movie. He's a no, he was a nothing. Um, prince Charming in Cinderella has like two lines. Like every time I rewatch Cinderella, I'm always shocked by like how little he says. Like I, th I literally think the extent of it is it hits midnight. She, they haven't talked up until that point. We see them, we see them dancing. It hits midnight, Prince Charming, she's like oh my god it's midnight and he's like yes it is and she says i have to go and then he says wait but how will i find you come back and i'm pretty sure those are the only lines he has in that movie like maybe as part of that conversation there was like a what or a huh i think that's it yes katie which of the disney films is the one where in the uh direct-to-tv sequel the prince throws himself in, out a window that is prince charming in cinderella 3 a twist in time the best disney sequel and that okay. is the best disney prince yeah i mean he's great well he's, okay so not to sidebar a little bit but i'm gonna sidebar a little bit about cinderella 3 cinderella 3 i wouldn't necessarily say is better than the original cinderella because it's like you know a classic and there's a lot of artistry there that isn't there in the directed video sequel 
However, it does a really good job of addressing basically every modern critique of the original Cinderella. Like Prince Charming has a character. He is like a little bit of ditz, but he's just kind of like struggling through it. Like part of the plot of Cinderella 3 is that the, the evil stepmother gets the fairy godmother's wand and makes it so one of her uh, daughters is the one who fits the glass slipper. And the prince like spends the whole time being like, oh, this is definitely not the girl I danced with. Why am I in this situation? And his like fool of a father is like, well, the, she, whatever, she fits the shoe and she's pretty, just go along with it. And he's like, no, something is really wrong here, which then leads to, yes, the iconic moment of him trying to get down the stairs. His dad is like, I forbid you to take another step. And, you know, he like looks out the open window, kind of does a shrug to camera, like he gyms the camera, like he's on the office and then just <laughs> himself out the window. He's delightful. Meanwhile, and now whenever I look for gifts of defenestration, I get that scene. It, it's a good scene. It's peak defenestration. Uh, meanwhile, Cinderella, who, you know, I don't think is as passive a Disney princess as I think people give her credit for. Like, I think they kind of, everyone kind of lumps Cinderella in, I think, with that trifecta of OG Disney princesses of Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, and Cinderella. Um, she's not sleeping beauty or snow white like in the original cartoon like she is she's in a bad situation but she's she's not you know she doesn't have ice powers like elsa she doesn't have a tiger like jasmine like she can't make a deal with a sea witch like ariel she's just kind of stuck in her bad situation where she has an abusive family and she's isolated and alone in a time when women did not have independence of their own so she's stuck in this house doing chores she's visibly upset by the whole thing she's making the best of her bad situation she has one opportunity to go to a party like i think we can all kind of relate like that one just you want to do one fun thing and that gets taken away from her and then her fairy godmother comes and gives her the all that she needs to go to the ball and like that's just kind of all she wants and like yeah it's simple but like I get that. I respect that. I hope that she finds, you know, joy with her prince. But to be honest, I feel like Cinderella's whole vibe when that prince came calling was, I don't care if I've only ever said three words to you, you get me out of this house. Like as long as you're not worse than my stepsisters and my stepmother, which seems basically impossible. This is an upgrade to my situation. Um, but in the sequel, we, first of all, the opening number of, uh, of Cinderella 3 is hilariously tongue-in-cheek like it's just the two of them talking about how perfect their lives are with like all these like really purposefully saccharine lyrics about how happy and perfect their lives are like it's it's remarkably self-referential for any disney property i imagine there was next to no studio interference on this thing um, but then the, her whole world goes to hell when her stepmother gets the magic wand and she has to earn her happy ending, which she didn't really have to do in the original. She gets rewarded in the original, which, you know, you feel like she deserves after, you know, a lifetime of abuse. You're just like, huh, good for her. Like she deserves that. But she doesn't really do anything to deserve it necessarily. Um, in this one, there's like a mad like carriage chase. She's like riding a horse down like a scary incline to save the prince. Like 
it's she's, she's you know disguising herself as a maid in the prince's castle to try to talk to him to convince him that something has gone horribly wrong with the timeline like she's she does everything in the in the sequel i it makes me wish that they'd like put more money into it and like slightly better writing better animation because it might be like it might make cinderella one of the best disney princesses if that were like more well known and part of her canon that like that's her story um it's pretty cool i it, it gives me a stronger appreciation for cinderella which is what every good sequel should do so at the end of my mini rant about how the princess cinderella in cinderella 3 is better than the princess cinderella in the original 1950 film and is should be top tier disney princess <laughs> do you want some help down from your soapbox it's a really tall soapbox i'm really high up here katie you're gonna you're gonna hey, get you've never been under. tall I, this is the tallest I've ever been up here on this soapbox. I, I'm going to need a ladder. Can you give me a no, ladder? I think there's one in the time machine. Is this your way of saying we should wrap it up and go back in the time machine? Maybe. <laughs> I think we've hit a good point and also I'm very hungry. Did you not have dinner? No. <laughs> Katie. Well, let's, we'll go in the cartoon time machine and we'll go visit Tiana in Princess and the Frog and that good Disney princess will make you some gumbo. How does that sound? Yay! All right, thank you all for listening to us talk about our favorite Disney and animated royals. I guess we did go pretty heavily on Disney, but we talked about some non-Disney too. Um, and yeah, we got two non-Disneys. Woo, we got more than two, we're more than two. I was, I lost count. I didn't even talk about Anastasia. I could have talked about Anastasia, who is technically now a Disney princess post-Fox merger. So that was my favorite thing, was that everyone would always mistakenly pre-merger think that Anastasia was a Disney film and that Anastasia was a Disney princess. And now they are all retroactively right. I like when yeah. the universe aligns to make wrong people retroactively right. <sighs> Anastasia's not a very good movie. It's probably Don Bluth's one of his worst. It is, it is his most boringly competent, at least. Um, we'll talk about that another time. Anyway, I'm Scarlett. I'm Katie. We're your animates, and we will see you next time. Now, Katie, go get dinner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>